I think most everybody here knows who I am. If you don't, if I never had the pleasure of meeting you, I'm Jason Selman. Uh, I just thank God that I have an opportunity to be here. I praise him for another opportunity to do life and to come to this church. If you were here last week, I just thank God for the things that he's doing in this church and that he continues to do in, in the lives of the people that go to this church. So if you're, if you're grateful to be here, if you appreciate what God's doing in your life, I don't want you to do anything that will embarrass you or cause you to feel uh, awkward, like saying, shouting amen or hallelujah. I just want you to take your fist, take your hand and make a fist, just kind of pump it on your chest and say, right on, Jason. All right. All right. I'm embarrassed. I think directed to the younger crowd. Oh, Uh, as you know, this is the time of year where we do the Blockbuster Series, the Summer Blockbuster Series. It's a time that Doug gets a break from preaching, and a couple of us guys in the church get to fill in for him. Uh, I only hope that when Doug comes back, it ain't something that he regrets. And I also hope that whatever I've written down here can make some sense to you, because just because it makes sense to me, I'm very aware that doesn't mean it's going to make sense to you. So hopefully you guys understand what the point I'm trying to make. And Alex, because I wrote my thing down, I didn't know what Alex was going to say. He said a lot of the same stuff that, that I was going to say, but I need to read it off this paper for the most part to stay, you know, uh, on the right path. So I'm going to repeat a lot of what Alex said. And so I wanted to ask you, uh, has any one of you ever had life handed to you on a silver platter? Is anybody, uh, as most people here had to work for everything that they had. Now, was the, was the process of working hard, was that something that you enjoyed? Really? <laughs> Honestly? I'll be honest. No, it's not for me. Um, but let me ask you another question. Did you benefit from the hard work in some way? I think most of us can say yes. Today, we're taking a look at the pursuit of happiness, and I'm just going to read to you uh, the same thing that uh, Drew was trying to say in the rain. It's a movie where Will Smith stars as Chris Gardner. He's a San Francisco salesman who's really struggling to make ends meet. And they're having a lot of financial problems, and it's, uh, he lives with his girlfriend, Linda, and their five-year-old son, Chris Jr. Uh, and the financial troubles are really taking their toll on the relationship between Chris and Linda. Uh, and Chris, actually, his dreams of a better life kind of become more realized when he, when he uh, lands a, a really high-profile internship at Dean Witter. But then he realizes he didn't get paid for it. So that was a, a dilemma. He didn't know it at the time, but then he finds out he don't get paid for it. And the story is just about his pursuit for happiness and all the things that happen along the way. And this first scene that we have, is it opens up as Chris is walking his son, Christopher, to daycare. And they have to walk. Um, they take public transportation, but they have to go all the way to Chinatown and, uh, because that's the only kind of daycare that they can afford. Uh, and they're discussing Christopher's upcoming birthday. And then you really see the reality of the circumstances that they're in kind of right off because his son's talking about making a list. And his dad says, well, you know you're not getting that much. And it's kind of like his son just says, uh, well, it's just to make a better choice if I'm only getting a few things. So, Drew, if you're ready, you can roll that beautiful footage. <laughs> You know you're only getting a couple of things, right? Yeah, I know. Just to look at, study, so I can choose better. Okay, well that's smart. Yeah, make a list. Can you spell everything you're thinking of? 
get ready for bed. Which play you sing? Why couldn't I look like that? No, really, why can't I look like that? No. <laughs> um, that's a question that Chris asks himself as he sees all those happy people, you know, around him coming out of that building. And I, I ask, Alex asked you, and I want to ask you too, have you ever found yourself looking around at all the people that just seem so happy to you? You know, when all the things that are going around, in your, uh, going wrong in your life, I know I have. I do it a lot, uh, just to be honest. And, and um, it's not easy staying on the right focus, you know, staying, um, doing the things that you're supposed to be doing without looking at everybody else. Really, you don't know um, how happy somebody is just by looking from the outside, looking in. Uh, but for Chris, some of the reasons why he can't be happy, he mentioned in that clip, he, he, one, he didn't meet his father until he was 28 years old. You know, that says a lot about his childhood. Um, he, he spent his entire life savings investing in those time machines or that, that, that double as portable bone scanners. Um, he, he can't, you know, he can't sell those, but he, and he needs an extension on his extension to be able to pay his taxes, as you heard uh, Linda say to him, uh, or he was telling Linda. And at this point in the movie, you don't know it, but he's three months late on his rent. And he also has, I don't know how many unpaid parking tickets on his windshield of his car before he gets impounded. So things ain't looking very good. And I just say, would you be happy in this life if you were Chris? Would you be satisfied there? Uh, I don't, I think I would. But some of us are living that life today. Uh, how many of us can relate to this life? Because we've been there. We've had everything come crashing down on us at one time. And all of our plans, even though they were good ones, so we thought, they just all fell through. Uh, maybe you're desperately in pursuit of something that can make you happy, like Chris does in the movie. Maybe you haven't even come close to finding it. The dictionary defines the word happy as being in the enjoyment of agreeable sensations from the possession of good. All that says to me is that it's, a, it's a, an emotion that comes out of the perspective that we have in certain situations. You know, I don't know if you noticed, but at the end of that clip, when he was having a conversation with that guy on the steps, did you notice what happened? All, you first see all the bad things that are happening in his life, and then he happens across this conversation with this guy, and the guy tells him, he says, he asks, he's asking about being a stockbroker, and he says, I guess you had to go to college to be a stockbroker. And the guy says, no, 
You just got to be good with people and good with numbers. Well, those were qualities that Chris had. And to Chris, this was hope. It was something that he, he might have a shot at. And just a little hope is all we need sometimes to send us on that road to happiness. Hope was all, all that God gave me three and a half years ago when I surrendered my life to him. I didn't have all the answers. God didn't give them to me all at once. But I, I did believe that things in my life didn't have to stay the, the, the way that they were. I believed that they could change. And so just like Dean Witter gave Chris the hope that he needed to step out and take a chance, God also gives us the hope that we need to take a chance and trust him. And I say take a chance because some of you still, even as I'm talking, don't believe that God can make a change in your life. But let me tell you this, that if you've been calling all the shots and all you've got is frustration and pain out of it, why not take a chance? Try the Christian thing. Just give up the control and, and, and just follow God's instructions. What do you have to lose? If you know that you can't do it right, why not? What is hope? Hope is believing on the promises of God. It's believing that, that God's going to come through on His Word. Because we, you trust Him and, and you put all your faith in Him and you, want it and you, you, you believe Him. You believe in those promises, so you put all your hope in Him. Now let me be very clear at this point that there's a lot of things out there that you can put your hope in, but there's only one that won't lead you to disappointed frustration. And this is the promise of God that we're going to focus on today, and Alex gave it to you earlier. It's in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 9. It says, Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. And this is Paul writing to the church in, in Galatia. And he's telling him, he says, as tiring and frustrating, as frustrating as life is, don't give up. There's a harvest on the way. And I was at a point in my marriage where I had just, I don't know if everybody knows, but we've talked about it where me and my wife, we were a couple years ago. And we were at a point, and I was, that uh, I was ready to quit. I was ready to give up. And I just, I felt like it was over. And there wasn't any point in trying to fix it because I knew it couldn't be fixed. And this is something that I thought was just too big for God to handle. God's amazing. I thank God that I didn't quit. If I would have made a decision based on the feelings that I had, I would have quit because I wasn't happy. But God gave me a little bit of hope. And I can't even take credit for any of it because I don't even know where it came from. It just, I mean, when it came, it just, it's something that God put in me. Next page. <laughs> when, when me and Danae began pursuing a relationship with, with God, God did something. Instead of uh, my marriage being something that I was looking to feel happy or unhappy or a certain emotion... God began to transform us inside out. And now my marriage is a way I can serve God and bring honor to God. It's not something I'm looking to get something out of. And today we're going to look at the life of Joseph. You know, Joseph was his father's favorite son. And Jacob, his father, showed him special favor and he doted him with gifts. And I know many of us heard that story of the Joseph and the coat of many colors. Well, the Bible says that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his brothers. And life, where we're going to begin here, life for Joseph was pretty good. You know, it was to the point where he even became a little arrogant around his father and his brothers. 
And one day his father sent him to check on his brothers, and Joseph's his life was turned upside down that day. And we're going to go to Genesis chapter 37 and begin with verse 18. It says, When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance, and they made plans to kill him. They were jealous, big time, of him. Uh, Here comes that dreamer, they exclaimed. What happened is Joseph had a dream, a couple of dreams, and one of them was, uh, uh, there were dreams about him uh, being in a position of, of leadership or of authority, and all his brothers and his fathers bowing down before him. And so that didn't sit well with his brothers. So they say, here comes that dreamer. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into a deep pit. And we're going to skip down to verse 23. I don't know if you, can you stay with me? Oh, yeah. So when Joseph arrived, they pulled off his beautiful robe that his father had given him and threw him into a pit. This pit was normally used to store water, but it was empty at the time. Then, just as they were sitting down to eat, they noticed a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking spice, balm, and myrrh from Gilead to Egypt. We'll go down to verse 28. So when the traders came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver. And the Ishmaelite traders took him along to Egypt. Man, that sucks. <laughs> to go you know, from where jo- the life he had to, to your brothers you know, selling you into slavery. But notice, because we're going to go down, notice that uh, when this happened to Joseph, he didn't give up uh, before God's blessing occurred. We're going to go to chapter 39, beginning with verse 1. It says, Now when Joseph arrived in Egypt with the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, a member of the personal staff of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was the captain of the palace guard. The Lord was with Joseph and blessed him greatly as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything that he did. So Joseph naturally became quite a favorite with him. Potiphar soon put Joseph in charge of his entire household and entrusted him with his business dealings. From the day Joseph was put in charge, the Lord began to bless Potiphar for Joseph's sake. All of his crops and livestock flourished, so Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't have to worry. He didn't have a worry in the world except to decide what to eat. So, what Joseph's brothers meant for evil, God used for good. When God poured out His blessing on Joseph, Egypt wasn't too far away. Being in the hands of slave traders and sold into the house of an Egyptian official wasn't bigger than God. So if if God can take care of this problem in Joseph's life, why is it that we don't believe he can do anything for us? I don't know, but we can learn something here today. And that's based on Galatians 6, 9, is don't get tired of doing what is good. I'm going to pound this into you today. Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will reap a harvest in the, at the appropriate time. In the next clip, Chris Gardner, he has taken the insur- uh, internship at Dean Witter, and his girlfriend Linda has left him. Uh, it's just him and his son at this point. And they've decided to move out of their small apartment in, into a, a motel because it's cheaper. And things were starting to go okay. Uh, and they you know, seemed to be making it until the IRS came knocking at his door. And you know, you remember how Linda was asking about the, the tax and, and, and he said, I need an extension on the extension. Well, he never paid his taxes. So the uh, IRS came in and wiped out his bank account and took the money that he owed him. 
So we're at a point again in Chris Gardner's life where he's behind on his rent at the motel and things are starting to look bleak again. Go ahead. Okay. 
left without a place to sleep, no food to eat, and resorting that, uh, to pretending that a subway bathroom is a cave. Do you think that things have gotten worse for them? I thought that they had it bad before when I seen the movie uh, the first time, but now, man, he, he just he don't have anything. And that's guess what? That's life. It can get harder, and it does. But we always need to remember the promises of God in Galatians 6, 9. I'm pounding into you again. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will reap a harvest at the appropriate time. When I gave my life to Christ, things just didn't magically become easier. In fact, in a way, they become harder. Though I found purpose and meaning in my life, I also discovered how much that life contradicted the way of the world. The way I used to live, my friends, the, the mentality I had. Things like forgiveness and love, these were things I didn't really know anything about. 
I had to say goodbye to a lot of bad habits and uh, say hello to some better ideas. Things like love and forgiveness, man, they sound good, but man, they're tough to live out. They're really tough to live out every day. And every day is a battle with my old sinful nature. And it's easy when things are tough to go back to the way you've known, that old sinful way, the old sinful lifestyle. But I always think of what Jesus says to his disciples. Matthew 16, verses 24 and 25, he says, If any of you wants to be my follower, put aside your selfish ambition. Shoulder your cross and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. Uh, another translation says to deny, Jesus says, deny yourself and pick up the cross and follow me. Every day is the same old struggle of denying myself and picking up the cross and following Jesus Christ. And sometimes you can become very weary and tired of that constant battle. And sometimes you just want to say, God, just kill me. I can't do it. It gets tough. You almost lose it like Chris almost lost it at that motel. He was shaking on the window. I thought he was going to kick the window in. But let's go back to the life of Joseph. Uh, and then, like I said, life was hard for, for Joseph, but he didn't give up. It just got harder. Uh, this is Genesis chapter 9, verses, uh, chapter 39, and we'll begin in verse 7. Uh, now Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And about this time, Potiphar's wife began to desire him and invited him to sleep with her. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I ever do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on him day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. And one day, however, no one else was around when he was doing his work inside the house. She came and grabbed him by his shirt, demanding, Sleep with me. And Joseph tore himself away, but as he did, his shirt came off, and she was left holding it in her hand, holding it as he ran from her house. When she saw that uh, she had the shirt and that he had fled, she began screaming. Soon all the men around the place came running. My husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to insult us, she sobbed. He tried to rape me, but I screamed. When he heard my loud cries, he ran and left his shirt behind with me. And she kept the shirt with her, and when her husband came home that night, she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you've had around here tried to make a fool of me, she said. I was saved only by my screams. He ran out, leaving the shirt behind. After hearing his wife's story, Potiphar was furious. He took Joseph and threw him into prison, where the king's prisoners were held. So Joseph goes from favorite son to slave to head of Potiphar's house to inmate. If there was ever a point in Joseph's life to give up, I personally think this was the point. Even Chris would have been justified in giving up. He must have, Chris must have asked himself as, as he was crying, as he was sitting on the bathroom floor crying, he, I know he was asking himself, why me? Why is this happening to me when all I'm trying to do is better my life and the life of my son. I've been working so hard. And there's probably people here that ask the same question. And it doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes following Jesus doesn't make sense to us either. 
It would make more sense sometimes just to quit, to run away, just to look after ourselves. But Chris didn't give up. Chris and his son slept at homeless shelters or wherever they could. At this point, you think Chris would say, this isn't working out. Maybe I should go and get a menial job and eke out a menial existence. But he held out on that hope of becoming a stockbroker. And Joseph, he didn't fall apart either. Look at uh, it's chapter 39 of Genesis, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph there too. This is after he got thrown into jail. And he granted Joseph favor with the chief jailer. Before long, the jailer put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that had happened in the prison. The chief jailer had no more worries after that because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him, making everything run smoothly and successfully. If you want God to reap a harvest in your life, you can't give up. Because this is what the Bible says. Galatians 6.9 Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. And this last clip shows what happened in Chris's life because he didn't give up. Yes, sir. Just, uh, uh, thank you very much for your support of us on seminar. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Thank you very much. Chris. Come.
<clears throat> How many of you seen the movie are glad that he got the job? When you saw it, you, you felt like he deserved it? Well, if you and all your faults and all that sin that's in you can understand and appreciate the hard work that Chris, the effort that he gave out and then realize that he deserved that, if you can see that in all that sin in your life, don't you trust that God would know when's the right time to reward us and who to reward? And we left uh, <clears throat> Joseph's life. He was put in prison. And he was working hard. He didn't give up. God ended up restoring Joseph to the highest ranking official in the land of Egypt. He gets out of prison, becomes the highest ranking official in the land of Egypt. The only person to have any more authority than him was Pharaoh himself. And when things were bad in the land of his father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, uh, Jacob sent his brothers to Egypt because they were doing well. And he sent them to buy grain. And Joseph, though being in a position to take revenge, uh, revenge on them, only helped them. Joseph even ended up inviting his entire family to come and live in Egypt in a land of plenty. And when his father died and his brothers were afraid of what Joseph would do, because they had reason to be afraid of what Joseph would do, this is what Joseph told them. This is verse 50. I mean chapter 50, verse 19. Don't be afraid of me. Am I God to judge and punish you? As far as I'm concerned, God turned into good what you meant for evil. He brought me to the high position I have today so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. Indeed, I myself will take care of you and your families. And he spoke very kindly to them, reassuring them. Hardship, hardships help us keep things in, in perspective. Chris was so grateful to get that job that all he could do was just nod his head, fight back tears, and then the first chance he got, he ran and went to someone he loved who had endured all the hardships that he had, and he, and he just shared that joy with him, that little bit of happiness that he found. And all the, the, the why me's that he was asking himself just turned into a thank you at the end, you know. Knowing that when you're dealing with tough times, that, that knowing that God is doing something is important. Know that He is teaching you. He's molding you into a person that He can use. My favorite verse is in the book of James, in the first chapter, in the first few verses, uh, verses 2 through 4. It says, Whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. Now, we all have our pursuits in life. Some are here today because they're pursuing after a relationship with Christ. And some people here are just looking for a place to fit in, that they'll be accepted for who they are. Congratulations. You found the right place, I believe. Some of you uh, can relate to what happens in Chris's life. Some, some of you never had that kind of struggle to deal with before. But I hope that we all can learn something about the story. And that's, uh, you know, all based on what God says to do during the hardships that will come during our pursuit for eternal happiness with Him. And here's a fact that we all can agree on, that life is hard. 
bad things happen and it can confuse us and it can cause us to doubt. But pain, though Satan means it for harm, God can use it for good. Now, I can't tell you how to be happy. I can. And some of you won't ever be happy until you deal with some of the pain that's in your past. At Celebrate Recovery, that's what we do. We take one issue at a time, we face it, and by God's grace, begin a healing process that will enable us to be reasonably happy in this life. So if you have some past hurt, some hang-up, or some habit, we would invite you to come Sunday nights at 5 o'clock at this church to celebrate recovery and just be with us and let us love on you as you go through this healing process. Some people here think, they think about it, they think about Celebrate Recovery, they think maybe. You don't have to be a drug addict or addicted to chemical uh, things, alcohol, whatever. You just got to be willing to get over something, willing to put it behind you, willing to truthfully deal with it. And I just want to leave you today with the promise that God gives us in Galatians 6, 9. Don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. I thank you for listening. May God bless you. Let's close this in prayer, and then Alex will come up here, and then he'll dismiss you. Father, we just want to bring honor to you, God. As we look at your word and we see... God, the, the great acts of your grace and your love in the, in the lives of people of long ago, it inspires hope in us, God, to trust you, even in our own lives. Because, God, we know that you're in control of all things, and that your plan is bigger than any of us. God, we just thank you for your encouragement. that you It's here, God, that you've written it down long ago, and if we would only go to it, God, if we would only seek after you and what you say, that our lives could have meaning, God, and our lives could have purpose, the right meaning and the right purpose, which is to seek after your will, God. Father, I thank you for the people in this church that are here today. God, I thank you for those that ain't here. And God, though I don't understand all the things that happen in my life or in other people's lives, I know that you can turn all the bad stuff into good stuff.